A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a crazy bombshell being dropped to somebody's niece. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, best friend slept with my boyfriend, so I sent her to the hospital. There was a time that I believed I got murder instincts. If I was not stopped, I would have gotten in pretty serious trouble against the state. I mean, I could have literally ended someone. Trust me, I don't have anger issues or a short temper, but in the heat of the moment, I picked up a vase and I was running in full speed to smash it on someone's head. It could have killed them, or better, just made them unconscious. But if you think that this was at the spur of the moment or done without deliberate thinking, then maybe you need to hear the whole story. Hi, I'm Lana. I had a best friend called Pamela, and my boyfriend was Joshua. This is my story of how my ex-boyfriend cheated on me with none other than my former best friend. Yes, they were both replaced. We were all in the same high school before I decided to travel to Turkey to further my education. I wanted to be a doctor, and my father attended a Turkish school too, and became a fantastic medical doctor. So yeah, he pretty much wanted the same for me. Also, some of his classmates were now working in the school, and his former lecturers were still there. Somehow, my dad still had affiliations with his school, but hated the American school system. It helps to say at this point that my family's from Turkey, and we still have relations there. My mom and dad met and lived there until they decided to relocate to America for better opportunities. I was born in America and attended American high school, though. Luckily for me, I didn't get all that bullying and racism. Maybe I did, but I didn't recognize it. I was also called the prettiest girl in every class I was in. My beauty always got me some advantages, like how before I got out of high school, I dated about four or five boyfriends. I was also a smart student. My best friend at that time was a white girl. We were both science freaks, as my dad would not let me introduce a girl who was not as brilliant as me as my best friend. Because of this, we had unhindered sleepovers that we termed studying. We would do a little bit of studying and then go on talking about boys and stuff. Pamela was also pretty and she had a boyfriend at that time. But a new boy got into our school who was so hot and she thought I should date him. I was dismissive of her offer because I had just recently broken up with another boy, but she was insisting. I finally saw what she was saying and agreed based on these petty ideas. If I was the first to date him, then he would forever be my ex, and if another girl dated him later, she would be dating my ex. Pamela convinced me that it was better for some girl to be dating my ex than me dating anyone's. Secondly, she told me to test my sexiness on him. If he calls for me and agrees to date me, then I can be sure that I still got it. If not then, I don't. She wanted me to challenge myself to get a new guy. Thinking about it now, those were probably the world's lamest reasons to get into a relationship. What if I found out that I could woo a guy but didn't want to date him? It wasn't okay with Pamela for him to just like me. To her, that didn't prove anything until I was able to get him to ask me out. I agreed to her challenge. We always challenged each other in academics, sports, as well as boys. Joshua was tall, a sexy jock who wasted no time settling in with the boys. He had brown hair and green eyes. He brought his skateboard to school even though it wasn't allowed. So that pretty much gave him the bad boy narrative. And he was so cute. I didn't doubt my beauty anyway, even though he became friends with my ex, the guy I had just broken up with. So every class that day, I sat next to him and started a conversation. 
Sometimes it was just sighing and calling the class boring, but he noticed how smart I was, so that intrigued him. In math class, my teacher would always check on me before other students and say, Marianne has gotten it correct. I wonder why the rest of you are finding it difficult. It didn't take long for Joshua to get interested in the hot chick who knew her algebra and physics formulas. The next thing I knew, before every class, he was asking me if I was taking the next. Before the end of the day, he changed his elective class because of me and also told me it was rare to find a smart and pretty girl that was also nice. We exchanged contacts and I told Pamela about everything. She already knew most of the things I told her because she was literally in the same class. She heard people say that I slept around and I was a user because I went for the new guy, but she encouraged me to keep trying. As long as I really wanted him, I could ignore them. At that point, I wasn't sure if I even wanted him. I didn't even know the kind of person Joshua was. So the next day we hung out. I mean, he actually took me out and we got talking. He knew I wanted to become a doctor and he wanted to be a computer scientist. There were many intriguing things about him that eventually made me start liking him. Skip to the important part, he asked me out not long after that day. We thought we were too good for each other not to date and since there was only one holiday and another term before the end of the school year, we had to date quickly. I never felt pressured to do anything like that before, not even to major in medicine. When Pamela found out that he asked me out, she hurried me to give him a response. He asked out via iMessages. His reason was that we have to at least see if we're good for each other and not pass up the opportunity. Unlike me, he didn't have a friend cheering him on. My ex-boyfriend at that time just stopped talking to him when Joshua started hanging out with me a lot. The only motivation Joshua would have gotten was probably that I was good looking and the other boys probably confirmed it. I couldn't resist, not because of Pamela, but I also started getting attracted to him. His brains and cool demeanor were very attractive, plus if I passed that opportunity, I knew I would regret it. So I went for it and replied to his text. He sent flower emojis right after, and the very next day, in school, we were the couple everyone was talking about. Pamela and I used to go out a lot and now that I had a boyfriend, she suggested that I spend more time with him or we could double date. It was a pleasant idea because Rob, Pamela's boyfriend, was very witty. The double dates were Rob and Pamela's chances to really meet Joshua. As far as I knew, we got along so well. The holiday season was probably the best time of my life. Joshua's parents were rich, and surprisingly he could take me home and I could even meet his parents, but not mine obviously. My parents were very strict. Whenever we were in his room, we were always up to no good and, I bet you understand, with this whole teenage hormones and everything, the bedroom was always hot. We went out to fancy restaurants and he bought me everything I wanted. I didn't get expensive Dior handbags and Chanel shoes, I mean stuff like teddy bears, phone cases and flowers. Maybe because I never asked for expensive things? My parents trained all their kids not to desire costly items. Pamela would always act like she's happy for me. She would usually say things like, oh I need to get this, but you Marianne, you don't have an issue. Just ask Joshua and he'll get it for you. I was happy that I had him and all. We stayed together until the last day of school and on graduation we agreed that we could continue our relationship long distance. He promised that with his money, sometimes he could fly me back during the holidays, even if my parents said I should stay with my relatives in Turkey. 
He promised many things, and it was all because we could not bear being away from each other for so long. The time came for me to go to school. I cried, but my parents thought it was because I was going to miss them. It was mostly Joshua and Pamela. They were like family to me at that point. I couldn't imagine what school would be like without my best friend. The first month was hard with the new language and everything being. I had Joshua and Pamela to do group video calls with sometimes, but our workload began to get so bulky that we didn't have time for that anymore. I forced myself to fit in. During the weekend, I would call my boyfriend and talk about the food, the difference in culture, and the way the teachers taught. He would tell me about his own experience in school and we would laugh about other things. My parents sent me money monthly to keep up. Joshua sent some too, so I had enough money to save up. When things started getting suspicious was when I'd call Joshua and Pamela was with him. Or I'd call Pamela and Joshua was there. They said they were just hanging out and I believed them. Then things became hard between Joshua and I. I originally thought it was because we got too busy. I almost called this GS off because it was so frustrating trying to get him to be conversational with me and him just being a brick wall. I talked to Pamela about it. She didn't give the response I expected from her. She was like, you know he's busy and everything, you shouldn't think much about it. I asked her if she knew anything that was going on that was frustrating him. She said she didn't, but it could be anything. Later, I put the two things together. Pamela had broken up with Rob. Joshua was distant from me and used less words. While he was always hanging out with Pamela, I saw it on their Instagram stories and Snap. They seemed to have gotten really close, closer than they were before I left. In retrospect, Pamela was the first one to call Joshua cute and tell me to go for him, so she definitely was attracted to him. I was getting too worked up about the whole matter. There was nothing I could do from Turkey, so I stopped bothering either of them about anything, and they stopped texting me too, just once in a while. During the holiday, I told my parents I wanted to go home. I think they missed me too, so they surprisingly agreed, and I got perfect grades that semester. They said I deserved what I wanted. I went home silently and didn't tell Pamela or Joshua about it. Crazily enough, I stalked them both. I followed Joshua around in my parents' car, and sometimes I saw him meet Pamela but only in public places. This is where I thought I was really losing it, acting like a psychopath obsessively following people. I decided to give up, but not totally. I still didn't let any of them know I was in town. His birthday was getting closer. I planned to surprise him. I packaged a lovely present with the money I saved up. There were shoes, a cake, goodies, a new suit, perfume, and a PS5. After packaging it beautifully and putting it in my mom's car, I thought about something crazy. What if I got there and saw him kissing Pamela? I brushed it off, but before I did, I imagined myself smashing a heavy object on his head. It wasn't just an imagination, it was like I was devising a plan. Because I believed that they'd been making out, just that I never caught them. He was throwing a party in his house that afternoon, so I got there earlier to surprise them. His mother opened the door, and just before I could greet her or she could announce my presence, I ran up the stairs to his room, and just as I thought, Pamela was there. She was wearing a bra and shorts, and he was only in shorts. Like I premeditated, I got a vase from where I knew it would be and I was charging after Joshua in full force. 
Thankfully, before I get there, Pamela saw me and rushed to hold me. Thank God she was fast because I could have killed someone and gotten in real trouble. But as she got a hold of me, I instinctively used my elbow to hit her jaw and destabilize her. The vase fell from my hand and broke, but I continued to fight, screaming and scratching. Joshua's mother heard the commotion going on and rushed to the door. She managed to separate us, but the damage had already been done. I found out later that Pamela's jaw had been hit so hard, the bone dislocated. I was lucky because it didn't require surgery or anything like that, but she had to go to the hospital to nurse some wounds and fix her jaw while I was unharmed. That would teach her not to mess with me. I was heartbroken and I should have hurt Joshua too, but something told me that if I went for him I would also land in the hospital. Joshua's mom decided to pay the hospital bills herself and not tell my parents because she was wrong to not tell me that my boyfriend was cheating or something along the lines of not training her son well. She apologized that she didn't know that we were still dating anyways. I was lucky Pam's parents didn't find out either. Pamela lied to them that she got into a fight with some students in her school. I flew back to Turkey. Yeah, I was gonna say, the guilt is very obvious here because it didn't seem like OP was gonna talk about them getting in trouble or legally, financially. Honestly, it kind of sucks that the mom had to pay for it because it's not really the mom's fault in any way, but at least she knew that Joshua, her son, was in the wrong and you know what, hopefully she tries to hold- Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold them a little bit more accountable for being a crappy person. Our next story is, I exposed my sister's long-term secret and revealed to my niece that she was adopted. I wanted to get back at my sister by revealing to her daughter that she was adopted, but things got even worse than I anticipated, and my sister's life changed, and no, it was not for the better. At the time I carried out my revenge, my sister was 46 years old and I was 36. Yes, my sister was 10 years older, and she was a bully because of it. Well, that and the fact that my mom enabled her bad behavior. All my life she has hated me. She hated me for having a present dad for having healthy hair, for being beautiful, for pursuing an education, and for generally being liked by others. She hated me for these things, not minding the fact that she had all of that except for the first and last ones. My sister's my mom's first child. Our mom had her with her dad when she was fresh out of college. Her dad belonged to a different race and culture, so his family never accepted my mom, not even when they found out she was going to have a baby. My maternal grandmother, according to my mom, would always advise her kids and even her grandkids, my cousins and sister, I never met her, to never marry or date someone whose culture was vastly different from theirs. My sister's dad was going to marry our mom, but his family was very bitter towards her. They clearly did not want her for their son and brother, and they wanted someone from their culture. My mom decided that she could not deal with having in-laws who can't stand her, 
She ended things with my sister's dad and moved on with her life. Her ex-boyfriend was mad about that. He wanted them to continue her relationship, even though he never stood up to his family for her. He was so mad that he disappeared from my mom and sister's life, so he won't have to be responsible for my sister. My mom refused to bother about child support. She never sued or filed a complaint against him. She accepted being a single mother and started to raise them alone until she met my dad, who married her and took responsibility for my sister. Despite my dad loving her like she was his and treating her like a literal princess, my sister was spoiled and rude. My dad and mom would assume that she was acting out for different reasons. And rather than set boundaries or create consequences for her actions, they would let her get away with anything, even bullying my dad's nieces and nephews who often came to our house to visit. My earliest memories of my sister were her bullying and teasing me. She said the meanest things to me, and for no reason too. My dad could hardly caution her or tell her off because then my mom would accuse him of scolding her because she wasn't his child. Mom always tried to overcompensate for the absence of her father. My mom only scolded her when she'd done something very terrible, so terrible that my mom can't look away. My mom indulged my sister so much that she soon got out of control. I remember an incident that happened when I was seven or eight. My mom and sister argued and my sister called my mom a witch. My mom was enraged and she slapped my sister. My sister surprisingly slapped her back. We, my mom, my aunt and me were all shocked. My mom asked her to leave the house and my sister did. She moved in with her boyfriend but they kept having several issues. So she returned home later to the annoyance of my dad who had had enough of her nasty attitude and unruliness. She kept getting into trouble and all of that. So my mom made her leave town and move far away from where we all lived. She just wanted some peace and she got it while my sister was away. Sadly, there was an unfortunate accident when my parents were out on a road trip and they both died. I was 19 at the time and I was still trying to figure life out. My sister asked if she could move back home with me and I agreed. I thought it made sense at the time. She was my only family and I needed comfort. During our first year together, we supported each other and she was like my mom. But I soon started to see certain qualities that I did not like about her. She never moved back out and she gradually went back to being my biggest bully, a thorn in my flesh. The house we lived in belonged to my parents. It was fully paid for too. My parents never wrote a will or anything, but naturally the home ought to come to my sister and me. That was what I thought, until one day I saw a letter outside our home. It read that our parents had borrowed money from a certain private money lender and that the house was used as collateral. They proposed that we pay up the loan or vacate the premises. They even added that they were willing to give us the time to do it. I was devastated. When this happened, I was young and working at a local diner. I hardly had any money and was looking to save up to go to film school. My sister wasn't home that night because she had traveled to spend the weekend with her boyfriend. When she returned, I showed her the mail I had gotten and she was also devastated. She cried and I cried with her. Where are you going to go? She asked me. I don't know, I replied to her. I truly had no idea what was next for me. My dad's home was quite big. It had four bedrooms and a large backyard. We moved there when I was six and I've loved it there ever since. I loved my room, the small library, the space and everything. I couldn't imagine anyone else living there and I told my sister this. She said, we can't leave this house, we can't let them take it. We don't have a choice, I told my sister. 
I just hope that if another family buys it and moves in, that they make fun memories as we did. I'd hate for this place to be turned into a fancy restaurant or some other impersonal space. My sister looked very sad and I remember giving her a big hug. I'd already started to look into my savings and what kind of place I could rent in town after the three months we were allowed to stay in our home elapsed when my sister knocked on my bedroom door. I answered and she came in, looking a little cheerful. I talked to my boyfriend about everything that's happened and he's agreed to pay off the loan, with a little help from me of course. I didn't understand what she had said at first. What? She said yes, he offered to pay off the loan and kind of buy the house. I thought about it for a while and asked if she thought that was a good idea. I mean, it's our home, what are we going to do after he buys the house? Are we going to have to buy it from him in the future? She said no, it'd become his house. Our house really because I'd be chipping in my entire savings too. I said so the house would belong to you too? I wasn't comfortable with our house belonging to my sister and her boyfriend. I didn't like her even though I loved her and I didn't like her boyfriend either. I'd only met him once but he was quite unpleasant. He was loud and unnecessarily rude to people. The one time he took my sister and me out for dinner, he was very mean to a male waiter and for no good reason too. The thought of him owning our home terrified me. I don't think that's a good idea. I told my sister I needed to take a nap as I was very tired and she left. The next day, she asked if I still thought it wasn't a good idea to have her boyfriend pay for the house. Listen, I understand your fears, but we'll get married soon. When we do get married, the house will belong to me. That way the house stays in the family, even in the event of a divorce. I agreed with my sister. I would rather my sister retain the house and I can visit whenever I want than to have a stranger move in it or have it demolished and turn into a commercial building by developers. I told her to go ahead and have her boyfriend pay off the debts. That weekend, her boyfriend came over to our house and they went together to see the money lenders. He stayed a while longer since it was a weekend and they needed to complete signing the papers. I was very naive at the time. I never bothered to inquire into the whole thing, to visit the money lenders office myself and ask exactly what was going on. I trusted my sister to handle everything. A year later, my sister and her boyfriend got married and he moved in with us. It was heck having to deal with my sister's tantrums and horrible treatment. She was so self-absorbed and she wanted her mood to dictate everyone else's. When she was sad, she wanted us to be sad. And whenever she was happy, we had to be happy. Her husband got tired and would randomly pack his bags and escape, but I had nowhere to go. One day I decided to leave. I couldn't deal with my sister's nastiness any longer, but my sister came begging. She revealed that she was struggling with fertility issues and that it was affecting her behavior. I knew that she wanted a child, but I didn't know that she'd been diagnosed with a fertility problem, so I felt sorry for her. While I felt sorry for her, I knew that my sister's behavior had nothing to do with her situation. She'd always been a self-absorbed bully, at home and even in school. Still, I stayed out of pity. When I went off to college, my sister adopted a child, a beautiful girl. I was away in college, so I wasn't a part of the process. I didn't even know that she was considering adopting a child until the process had worked out and she told me about it. I was happy for her because I knew how much she longed to have a child. After college, I moved back to my sister's. I honestly thought that things would have changed if she was now a mother, but she was still very mean and unkind, even to her own daughter and husband. Her husband filed for a divorce, and that hurt her even more and made her meaner toward me and her daughter. 
I decided to move out and live on my own. It made sense to do that anyway, as it was long overdue. I moved out, but that angered my sister who felt I'd betrayed her by moving out. She wanted me to stay and take care of her since her husband had just left, but I couldn't because her frequent tantrums got to me. Even after I'd moved out of my sister's home, I still dealt with so many insults from her. She would call me on the phone and tell me that I'm evil and insensitive for leaving her. So, I decided to cut her off altogether. I stopped taking her calls, and I moved out of town. Many years later, my niece became a very fun young teenager. She looked me up on Facebook and we became friends. Very often, she would have issues with her mom and tell me about it. I think her mom snooped on her phone and saw her conversations, but also didn't want her daughter to think she was the bad guy. She invited me to her home and we reconciled. She then revealed to me that her daughter didn't know that she was adopted, and made me promise not to tell her. I promised not to, even though I didn't agree with that decision. I went on a date and that date changed everything for me. I met this guy who was a developer, and he told me about the private money lending business. Somehow, I mentioned how some years back, my ex-brother-in-law had paid off my parents' debt. The whole thing sounded fishy to him, and he asked more questions. He was very interested and asked if I could recall the name of the lending company. I told him I could, I'd kept the original letter for a long time, and I never forgot them because they took my home from me. Well, after a lot of investigations on both our sides, it turned out that my sister and her ex planned it to dupe me of my inheritance. I called her ex and he couldn't deny it. He was ashamed of himself. I never confronted my sister, I simply told her daughter that she was adopted. I knew that would make things even worse between them because they had a crappy relationship and I knew my sister was trying to fix their relationship. Her daughter was all she had at this point. As I predicted and wanted badly, her daughter was hurt. She was mad at me too for not telling her earlier, but I didn't care. That was nothing compared to the anger she would unleash on her mother. All I wanted was for my sister to suffer for putting me through heck. To have duped me like that because I was young and naive was simply unforgivable. The next time my niece and I spoke, my sister had been arrested. It turned out that even her adoption was illegal and my niece called the cops herself. She had done some research on her own and found out many irregularities. And then when she confronted her mom and her mom tried to shut her out, she called the police. It was a very messy situation and I tried my best not to get involved in all of that. I never got home because I never tried and my sister had ruined all the good memories anyway, but I got my revenge and it felt so good to see my sister crumble. I mean, although OP got their revenge and OP seems satisfied enough, if I was in OP's shoes, I don't know if I would be. That house sounds like it's worth quite a bit and to be completely just gone of that entire inheritance. I don't know if it's too late now, and I know OP said the memories are all gone, but they should try to go back and get some of that for themselves. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.